system has so many loopholes, interpretations, and ways to get around stuff. One reason it's hard to prove whether someone is seditious or not has to do with the strong protections that we have in this country of free speech under our First Amendment. and welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. You know, Cindy, the word sedition has been in the news lately. It's sort of a, I don't know, scary sounding word. It sounds bad. And it is bad. Sedition encourages people to rebel against established authority. I mean, I wear a button that says question authority, but it, we're not talking about this level. This can be through someone's behavior or their speech. For example, if someone speaks in a way that potentially riles people up to rebel against the government, that's sedition. It's interesting what you're saying. So yes, we should all be able to speak up and voice our complaints about the things that we don't think are just in our government but we're talking about a whole different thing with sedition. It's not voicing complaints. It's stirring up discontent and possibly violent uprising, like in an insurrection. Yeah, exactly like that insurrection. An insurrection is a violent uprising. And part of the definition of insurrection also includes inciting or assisting it. Right. That's something we watched the previous loser president do. He incited a crowd and then assisted them by not following through on his presidential duty to act, which would have minimally been to call for reinforcements to stop the violent mob that he incited as they took over the Capitol and as people were violently harmed. He did nothing. Even with people close to him, including his beloved daughter, pleading with him to stop the madness. I think he was enjoying it and hoping they would succeed. But that's just my personal opinion based on fact. One main purpose of his incitement was to interfere with the official certification of the election of the next president who won and also included goals to harm people and to take control in order to remain in power. He didn't care about the peaceful transfer of power. He didn't want the transfer of power. No, no, he did not. So a seditious person is someone who urges people to rebel against the government. Seditious speech is urging others to attempt to overthrow the government by force or to interrupt the government's lawful activities with violence. Yeah, I'm no expert, Cindy, but that sure sounds like exactly what happened on January 6, 2021, when the orange-colored narcissist encouraged hundreds of followers to travel to Washington, D.C., for what he promised would be a wild time and then riled them up and encouraged them to go to the Capitol building to stop the normal democratic counting of the vote. Literally the definition we just gave. Yep. Which we did not make up, by the way. Mm -mm. They came armed and 
With his and his cronies' encouragement, he knew what they wanted to do, including the threats to hang the vice president. Yeah, he even encouraged that, basically saying that the vice president deserved it. Yeah. And we now know he even wanted to go to the Capitol himself with the mob. Would anyone else get away with this? It's clearly so bad. I am so tired of that orange loser getting away with everything. Every bad, evil, illegal, disgusting thing he does. So basically, there's really no other way to see this. It was sedition and insurrection. And they did it right in front of all of us. We watched on TV. In case it isn't absolutely clear, sedition is a major crime. The U.S. Federal Criminal Code defines the crime of sedition or seditious conspiracy as when, quote, two or more persons in any state or in any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or destroy by force the government of the United States or to levy war against them or to oppose by force the authority thereof or by force to prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of any law of the United States, or by force to seize, take, or possess any property of the United States, contrary to the authority thereof, which, you know, that last part reminds me of what's going on with all the documents that were at Mar-a-Lago. Right. So all of that fits the definition of what we saw. And in addition to all of the above, it requires a plan involving at least two people. And there were way more than two conspirators in that insanity, both before, during, and after the Capitol siege. And in case you don't know, anyone who actually carries out or participates in such plans or helps those who do is committing treason, which is a direct action to overthrow or betray one's government. And this was such a betrayal. Totally. At the least. So... Sedition involves promoting and encouraging treasonous acts, but the acts themselves are the treason. It seems unavoidably obvious that sedition and treason were committed in the lead up to and on January 6th and by multitudes of people, many of whom are now in jail. Exactly. We've also since learned about other potentially treasonous acts by this guy. You mean the big loser? The losing guy. Mm. To make a fine point of it, while Trump acted seditiously when he stirred up his supporters and committed seditious conspiracy on January 6th, he didn't actually make it to the Capitol building himself, so he wouldn't be charged with treason for that. Sounds questionable, but that's not our job. Hopefully the people whose job it is gets it done. I wish they would. I don't have a lot of faith in that because we've constantly attacked this Teflon loser and he keeps getting by. No, it hasn't happened so far. Yeah, slimy orange guy has slipped out of every accusation, impeachment, investigation, you name it. He should at least be charged with treason for stealing top secret information and for whatever ungodly thing he did with it for the many months he had it. Oh my gosh, I hate thinking about that. Our system has so many loopholes, interpretations, and ways to get around stuff. One reason it's hard to prove whether someone is seditious or not has to do with the strong protections that we have in this country of free speech under our First Amendment. And of course, free speech is extremely important. I don't think there's controversy about that. 
It's when you get into some of the categories of speech that don't or shouldn't get full protection of the right to free speech, like child pornography, for example. That's a good one. That should not have protection. Or things like perjury, fraud, blackmail. These are all things that harm other people. They aren't covered as free speech. And I think he's committed all of the, I don't know about the child pornography, but basically everything else. And maybe that too, just saying. Clearly. Also, what they call incitement to imminent lawless action. Hmm. That sounds exactly what the sore loser did on January 6, 2021 and other times that we've seen. Yes, but prosecutions for sedition are rare. It's hard to prove the intent of words, you know, that the words are or will be weapons. And that's what the restrictions are for. The words have to be weapons. Right. If someone or their speech is found to be seditious, then it is not covered under the First Amendment. But if it's not clear cut, it could be a violation of someone's First Amendment right to stop their speech against the government. And it gets hard here. This has to be taken very seriously because without very strict boundaries on the right to free speech, violating people's protected speech or religious liberty could be left open. But when your speech against the government turns into violent actions against the government, seems like the First Amendment shouldn't apply. Right. You're not supposed to have a right to create violence where you harm people. I mean, theoretically, anyway. The crime of seditious conspiracy was set in the criminal code back in 1948, probably when they were imagining some enemy trying to come in and take over. Hard to believe we're talking about a president of the United States who also has tons of supporters. Who clearly want to come in and take over and have tried in every which way to undermine and take over. Who deny that they're doing it as they're doing it. And as we watch them. Yeah. But now that we know the definition of sedition, is there anyone listening who believes he's not guilty? Mm, I think the people who believe he's not guilty are not listening. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. The January 6th committee has offered up powerful evidence of the big loser and his inner circle working together to create a scenario in which they could seize and maintain power. And they almost did. So much of what he has done has posed serious security issues on personal and national levels. Yeah, we were moments and a couple of really super brave heroes that day away from full-on government chaos, possible injury and death to our elected officials and the possible end of our democracy, or at least the beginning of the end. And still, even the January 6th committee expressed concern that seditious conspiracy would be difficult to prosecute even in this case they still feel it would be hard to prove intent. Was or is the big loser's intent really that hard to figure out? A lot of the people who who participated in the January 6th insurrection have already been charged with seditious conspiracy based on their behavior patterns leading up to and including on that day at the Capitol building. Do his behavior patterns leading up to and including that day and after that day look any different from those who aren't so privileged, who weren't president somehow, many of whom are now serving jail time. Also, shouldn't his words mean even more as commander in chief? Yes, they should. Many of his supporters were accused of conspiracy, quote, 
to oppose the lawful transfer of presidential power by force by preventing, hindering, or delaying by force the execution of the laws governing the transfer of power, including the 12th and 20th amendments to the Constitution. And most of them have said they believed this is what the big loser wanted them to do. How does he not have any culpability? We saw his intentions way before we saw the violence it led up to. He was trying all sorts of things to have the election declared unjust, invalid, unfair, and even overturned. And he still is. He has never stopped. He has not stopped. If Trump is not charged with the actual crimes he's committed, he'll be able to hold office again. And you know what? This is why I have trouble sleeping at night, because when he runs again, if he does, local and state level elections have already been tampered with so much that it's possible he could win by cheating, which is exactly what he always does. And I'm afraid that this time around, he'll get it right. Well, that's what they're working on. Yeah. And whether or not the Republicans would run another fascist or not remains to be seen, but they shouldn't be able to run this one. They do have a few other fascists waiting in the wings, though. (laughs) I was glad to hear that Biden called out some of the fascists in our government. Finally. But it's sometimes hard to tell who's on whose side. It's really disheartening to watch the government continue to try to go easy, to compromise with fascists, to not upset other fascists. Seriously. I mean, do we actually still have a working Department of Justice? Are some of the people that work there on the side of the big loser and undermining everything? Interesting that this episode about sedition quickly ended up focusing on the seditious conspiracy of the big loser. So next time you look up the word sedition in the dictionary, you know whose picture is going to be in there. It'll be him riling up the mob on January 6th, right next to the word sedition. Word. Thanks for joining us. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time. Take care.